Episode 27, Fireside Chat with Courtney Reckless of Reckless Cards, Part 2. Welcome to the 27th episode of The Card Diary by Hobbyist Thompson. I'm your host, Denny Cards, and thank you for tuning in. I'm recording this after having come back from the national, and as you might hear, uh, the same thing I'm hearing in my headphones, my voice is cooked, but I wanted to publish this episode for those folks who may want something to listen to on their trip back home from what I think was just such an amazing event, whether it's a car ride or a domestic flight, or even some of the amazing foreign travelers who I got to meet, they came all the way across the globe to come to the Super Bowl of Cards. And for quite a number of them, it was their first time. And so uh, I actually brought my laptop um, and this microphone to publish this episode while at Rosemont. I thought maybe I'll get some time uh, after the show and after the uh, trade nights. (laughs) Um, But this was ambitious, very ambitious, wishful thinking. It ended up being more of a Uh, say, extra weight um, to bring there and bring back. And the amount that I feel like I carried in my bag, both physically and literally, um, I think, did I say physically and literally? Literally and figuratively. Um, It's just uh, something I'll talk about maybe at a later episode. Let me actually write a note about that. Um, Same thing with the cards I brought to trade. No one outright disrespected my collection, but there were only a handful of cards folks inquired about over and over. Uh, and I ended up not being able to trade them because I was, you know, hey, we'll see, you know, we'll see each other in trade night. You know, I, I got to go back to doing this other thing. And and so I ended up vaulting the majority of them while at National. Um, I was not able to do a successful, actual, you know, full-on trade. Um, because, and I did do some buying, uh, but I didn't do any selling. Uh, but all of this, I, I do hope to talk about in a later episode. Uh, I do plan on doing a full Nationals recap after I get to decompress and uh, rest my voice. But for now, I will say the saying really is true. At least it is for me. We come for the cardboard and we stay for the people. And 98% of the people and the interactions were just outstanding. Um, but yeah, there was this 2% that were not. And that plus missing my family who are currently uh, at the time I record this, they're at the beach for the entirety of this upcoming week. Yeah. Um, it had me in tears a couple of times. Uh, one of them, one of those times being in a very public open platform, which again will be a story for another time. Um, but I think it is, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do a future episode about like, you know, normalizing, public uh i don't know men's health or mental health men's mental health something i'll just consider and think about okay so uh what did i also want to say oh i know your mileage may vary with how national went if you did go um especially with how hot it was on the show floor i think that the corporate area was very well air conditioned and there were just less people there's more space I think the dealer side, it was just really crammed um, and there wasn't a lot of space and there's just a lot of people. Um, I'm writing that note down. I'm like writing this uh, notes to myself as on the fly here. Sorry. And add to that general discomfort of how hot it was on the show floor for quite a number of people. I heard that some people also got ill during their time in Rosemont. You know, flights were diverted or canceled. There was bad weather um, in Rosemont and, you know, in the U.S. in certain parts. Heard about a couple of attempted thefts, but thankfully they were minor and there were only attempts. As far as I know, they weren't successful, but you get that many people in room and all those cars flying around. I'm, I'm sure there might have been some things that happened that were unsavory and maybe they just weren't made public. But for... The most part, I think it was an amazing event, and I do give the event staff um, for the national a lot of credit. 
Although, <laughs> the only thing that couldn't stop was me sneaking in without a badge the first two mornings. But, um, you know, I got to say, that's because several folks who said they'd have a badge for me just didn't come through until two days in because everyone was just so busy. But again, another story for another time. Um, just know that I did have a ton of fun making content. and it, it, but, but it was also really good for me to recenter myself with the help of some very good close uh, card friends and even some divine intervention in the form of a rated rabbi. And so I did take somewhat of a social media uh, Sabbath the last day I was there on Saturday, which I think was just really sorely needed. So speaking of social media, that is why we're here for today's episode, content creation and social media. And I must say, uh, at National, at Rosemont, I finally got to meet Courtney, and she's just as she is with her online presence, which is just a truly terrific person. I did not see her the first two days at the show, but we finally linked up on Friday, and the thing with how big this National was, truly, if you tried to make plans with someone to meet up later, that just wasn't happening, at least not for me. However, uh, we did get to hang out briefly, by happy coincidence, at the Lud, uh, what was it? The Ludix VIP Lounge, and don't worry, it's not as fancy as it sounds, by the way. Uh, and then by haps by happenstance, like we hung out and we tried to travel together, but it, you know, we they're just everyone had their own things to do. And then completely by happenstance, we ended up being at the same exclusive uh, Beckett dinner that night, which um, also is not as fancy as it sounds because it was well again story for another day, but. The one word I have on that is shrimp. And for those of you who follow me on Instagram, I think you know what I'm talking about. So Courtney and I, we talked about various topics, some of which you'll hear on this episode once I stop talking. So I think that's my cue to just step out of the way and head into this episode. Uh, episode 27, um, if you're traveling, please get home safe. Uh, hope your travels getting home are much better and easier for some of you who had some trouble getting there and just... I can't wait to just link up with folks again in the future, but this was truly an awesome experience. And again, my guest, truly awesome, Courtney Reckless. Again, my phone case is orange. When we mail stuff to people, we have orange packaging. Yep. I received <laughs> it. We were, if, if you don't associate us with orange, then I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> I mean, I've been in your fire sales and drip where you you guys really do have the confidence of running things for a dollar. And you really like there's some people who stress over the final price, but you all are just talking almost over yourselves with the sale where, you know, some people do the whole, oh, it's going three, two, one or hey, bid it up. But you guys are just like chatting, having a great time. And I think you guys as, as streamers, it's such low pressure and it's so much fun that I mean. I think you and I've talked about how, you know, offline, like earlier, like you, you guys are okay with, um, it's almost like one of my past guests were, were saying, even if things sell for below what you want it to, it's like customer acquisition costs too. Like everyone can yeah. win. It's not, here's the thing. When we sell stuff, like we, I mean, obviously there's things we take losses on, but like that's Mac, you know, you, you're looking at like Mac micro, like this one. Yeah. Car. Yeah. Two, two, but yeah. In, like if we, we buy lots. So if we, you know, we, we earmark things like this is, this is a, this is a section of the cards where if we sell them for like minimum, like this whole stack of cards for this much, we're going to mm -hmm. like break even. And these, this is good for drip because if we break even on these, even if we take a little bit of a loss on these, we're not, you know, losing out and we could gain more followers and which, you know, in the long run, if you're here, if you're here for a long time mm. and that's your plan is to be around it, does, like that stuff doesn't matter. It's, it's minimal problems for you. However, I think that some people get so like lost in the weeds and they, they don't realize if I'm on a, a stream and someone's like hounding people to keep bidding, I'm jumping off that stream because one, I don't want to sit in an auction for 15 minutes on a $2 card because they want to get it to $3. Like I just, like, I don't have attention right. span for that. And I don't think most people do. Right. So to me, if it's like this card, 
you know, I I bought it for $2 and I sold it for $2, but then the next card I bought it for a dollar and I sold it for $4. It balances out, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like, that's where I'm at with that. And also like, I love drip. I love being live. That is so much fun to just be on there and interacting with people. And if we can sell something to someone, they really love it, or they can turn around and make money on it. That's Mm -hmm. a win to me. You know, like if you're not leaving meat on the bones, if you're trying to bring every last red cent out of Mm -hmm. every sale, you're not going to have fun. The people Mm -hmm. following you are certainly not going to have fun. And it's, it's like, what is the point of that? It's miserable. Long-term views, really good. I think that's a common thread with a lot of my guests is they have long-term views in all of this. And uh, I really appreciate you continuing that that theme and motif. Um, or, <laughs> oh, I, I rarely, I very rarely do the complete like trans, like abrupt transition. But are we going to segue right now? No, I know, right? Uh, is this like the right time? Like we're at the 53 minute mark. Like, yeah, segue, part two, <laughs> cliffhanger. Um, no, uh, before we get to that, so orange. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the joke I was going to make when you said Jeremy likes orange, but you don't was going to be, well, you know, aren't we supposed to be dismantling the patriarchy, Courtney? Um, but maybe that is the segue into it. But yeah, so let's 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 get to it because we are we are uh at almost an hour um it's so funny you said that because to be clear if i was like we're gonna do everything pink he'd be like i don't care he he literally doesn't care about the color (laughs) it just worked out uh (laughs) it's so funny it worked out that the logo that my friend my friend made us was orange and that was his favorite color and i'm just like well we're gonna go with this because i really like this logo even if it is a color i don't like um my original idea was lime green like I wanted everything to be lime green. Huh. I, I'm like trying to picture that in my head. I can't and... picture it now. I can't. Or... I can't picture reckless being green. It's orange. Yeah. You know. It's orange. I mean, hey, you're in a good time for that because, as we know, orange is the new black. Unofficial <laughs> sponsor. I used to joke that I wouldn't look good in orange, but I guess I. Uh... I guess I do. Oh, you could pull anything <laughs> off. Come on, Courtney. Don't be so, ridiculous. As far as the patriarchy, I don't know. Like, I don't think we're going to be dismantling the patriarchy in the hobby space anytime soon. But it would anytime be anytime. nice to see it be more inclusive, for sure. All right. So can I just start off by saying just two things, and I'll let you run with it however you will. One, I am one voice. You are one voice. I think your voice does carry a lot of weight, um, and I think that you – um, I don't know if you would say you're an influencer, but I think you inspire. You've certainly inspired me. Um, but you're, you know, we're just two voices, right? Um, I think it's more important to understand neither of us speak for our genders as a whole. I don't speak for Asian Americans as a whole. Dr. Collectible did not speak for minorities as a whole. Uh, Blake did, Grice didn't have the Blake down, did not speak for all children and kids in the hobby as a whole. So we're just, we're just two reasonably minded individuals within the hobby that we love very much talking about issues in the hobby. I know that this is very much an escape for most or all of us. And, you know, people who like, this is a full-time job. Maybe it's not an escape because they're in the daily grind, but we do come to this hobby space to get away from the societal, you know, pressures or issues. Like I know I, I just watch news a whole lot less because I'm just embedded into the hobby uh, content wise. But I think it's good to advance some of these issues forward because I think it benefits everyone, even the people who don't want it. Don't we all want more people in the hobby to like, I know there's this one, you know, there's some people who are like, well, why would I want more people in the hobby where I'm trying to get the cards I want and for the prices that I want? Well, to me, I've I've made this comment and and Cage Lawyer has has, uh, uplifted it a little bit, which is, you know, I... I love this hobby so much. I want people who are not in it to share it with me so that, cause I know how awesome it is and I hope that it's awesome for them and their, you know, and their kids cause my kids and it's such a bond with my family, uh, with my kids right now that we're having so much fun in it. Why wouldn't I want to share fun? Right. So for me, that's why I think we, you know, that's why, and I can't extricate being Asian American in, in life or in the hobby. Right. That's just, I am who I am. And I've mentioned that in past episodes. So you are who you are, which is a woman in the hobby. And I'm so glad you're finally on the podcast. And, you know, I'm I'm so glad that you're here. So I'm done talking. I'm actually going to put this on mute so I can, like, 
cough and not cough into the mic. So <laughs> please take this for however long you want and we'll just make a conversation out of it, please. So I think you made a lot of good points. Um, I, I think that it is, first of all, I had no idea that you were Asian. So that was crazy. Um, <laughs> I waited until you muted it to say that. So I, mean, I almost <laughs> choked water. You, 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 you're so evil. You waited, you saw me starting to drink water and you said that, come on, come on. I'm sorry. I had to. So anyway, so good. Um, I think you made a lot of good points. Uh, the thing is, is when you talk about it being escapism, it is escapism. It is to people who can use it as escapism. But when you come in as a woman and you see disgusting misogynistic posts, you see people, you know, the whole like my nagging wife trope and all that. It's And you see like men, grown men saying disgusting things on young girls pages or sliding into their DMs. That is an escape for us. That's not an escape. It's just another space where we're being, you know, treated not equally. And, and I think that it's, it's easy to say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your gender or your color of your skin or your sexual identity. If you want to buy a pack of cards, it doesn't, but it does matter when you're in a space where you're not the majority. And when you're trying to engage with that space and be part of that space and you feel othered. And I think that we don't talk about that enough and it isn't, I, you made a post today and I commented on the post that I have three daughters that collect and they love it. But my oldest daughter, she, we have like comments on threads that I have to delete on her, her page. She has, she's 17. I can't tell her she can't have social. I mean, I could tell her she has social media, but I'm not a psychopath. So like people will come and they'll, they'll say things that are reprehensible. And Jeremy one time screenshotted one that was so offensive and he shared it in our story and tagged the person. He's like, what is the matter with you? But why would women or men really like think about this? Why would you want to bring your daughters into a space where the second they're not cute little girls or not cute little kids anymore and they're young women that they're subjected to men saying things like this? I have seen content creators that I know personally who are very much like, oh, let's get kids into the hobby saying, take your shirt off on threads of 18 year old girls who are showing off their Pokemon cards. So I just I get that we want to be more inclusive, but it needs to be in a way where it's effective. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm an ally, I'm this, I'm that. That feels performative because if you're saying you're an ally, but then you're seeing stuff and you're not calling it out or you're, you know, you're performing these kinds of things where you're like, complaining about your wife or you're, you know, talking about pokey thoughts. Like I'm so sick of that, like that concept of the whole pokey thought thing. Like it's disgusting to even say that. So when you're not constantly being that, it's like, it's very easy when somebody's upset about something to jump on and be like, oh yeah, that's terrible that that happened. You know, how dare they do that? And then you forget about it the next day and you vote on someone's smash or pass celebrity athlete uh, story, you know, I see that every day. I go through people's stories. Oh, smash your pass, Ronda Rousey, smash your pass. It's that is a problem, and people don't talk about it, and they just they let it slide. And there's the there's a there's a, um, a like something missing there. And I don't want my daughters to to be in a space where as soon as they're old enough to be objectified, they are. Even if you know why why how do you grow it that way? It's like this is a space for kids as long as they're boys. This is a space for collectors as long as they're men. And we do have to fix that. And like, frankly, if I had an answer for it, I, you know, I would. And we can't even all agree on that. Uh, we've had a conversation where like, I'll talk to a man and he's like, this is what we need to do. And I'm like, well, I disagree with you. I don't think that's going to be helpful. And I don't, I don't think that like, that's going to fix the problem. And he's like, well, you don't speak for all women. And I'm like, well, you don't speak for any women. <laughs> so maybe you, your ideas are, while they're good and it's, it's helpful that you're even trying, you know, calling yourself an ally and being like, follow me because I'm an ally. And then not listening when women are telling you like, that's not enough, isn't real allyship, which is why I don't really like the word ally in general. Okay. What you just said. I, I just want to repeat it. it. It was just so good. Actually, I don't want to repeat it. Can you, the, you don't speak for all women, but you don't speak for any woman. Can you, can you just say that again? Cause I, 
Oh, it bears repeating. When, when, um, like when someone's telling you that, like, well, I talked to a woman and she said that this is okay. And I'm like, well, I like, I, I personally don't think it's okay. And I know other women that probably wouldn't as well. And then they're, and then they're like, well, you don't speak for all women. I, I never said that I speak for all women, but you as a man don't speak for any women. You're, you're not a woman. So using the voice of a woman to further what you feel without listening to other women telling you that like, Hey, that's not cool. You're, you know, you're just appropriating a voice of a female to, you know, further your view. Like, Oh, she said, it's okay if I say this. So it's fine. Even though like 20 women are telling you actually it's not funny and I, and we don't like it, you know? I'm silent because I'm internalizing that. (laughs) And I, I think it's really profound. Thank you for sharing that. I really hope that people listen. This is why I want this podcast to reach more ears because I think that that's such a powerful statement. And I'm sorry it came from a place of, you know, not an ideal situation where you had to say it. But man, you 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 put that person in their place. For, that's for sure. Um, that's really good. That's strong. Um, I, thank I you for doing that. Place. That's the other thing. It's like this is my hobby. Mm-hmm. This is something that's fun for me. Mm-hmm. And so. It is hard to balance that because my experiences in the hobby are good. Like I love the hobby. If, if I had nothing but terrible, bad, awful experiences, why would I be here? Right? right. We can have that conversation too, while acknowledging that there does need to be change. And a lot of people I think don't want to have these conversations because it is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to be like, you know, I got screamed at in my face at a card show by a man telling me that I was lying, that the cards were not lying at my table that I was standing at. And I was the only one there. Um, And I have had men act completely stunned and literally tell me to my face, Oh, I've never seen a woman comp a card before. So, but that, you know, that isn't like the majority of my interactions, but I have an interaction at almost every card show where I'm like, "Ugh, that was not, I, I didn't like that. Yeah. So, or, or you're not just a pretty face. I'm almost 40. Like I don't need to be a pretty face at this point. I'm an adult woman. I have children. I have a business. I'm married. Um, my husband thinks I'm pretty and that's fine. <laughs> but um, I, you know, you reach a point where you want, like, I, I don't want to be seen as, oh, you're a woman collector. I, no, I'm a collector mm-hmm. and I just want to be treated the same as everyone else. I don't want to walk up to your table and prove that I know what I'm doing before you'll even deal with me. And I, you know, I see that happen all the time and it makes it feel not as welcoming to women when it's like you walk up to the table, I'll walk up to the table with Jeremy and I get completely ignored as if I don't exist. And I'm collecting, I, a lot of times I'm the one we're looking for a card that I am looking for. And so all the, again, I feel like I don't like to go on tangents about this. I feel like the more you nag and complain, I don't know. I'm not, nagging, I'm not complaining. I'm stating a fact. This is what happens. And in, mm-hmm. in, in, there's just tiny little things that you can do as a man in this space that will automatically make it more welcoming. When women come up to your table, don't don't assume that they're not there collecting, even if they aren't. Talk to them. Do you know how many women I've gotten into like buying, like I've had women buy cards for me who don't collect because I started talking to them about cards. And I didn't just assume that they would not have any mm-hmm. interest in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stop saying things like, oh, you don't see a lot of women collecting. We are here, we collect, we're everywhere. There's tons of women collecting. You, you want to make it more equal. I don't want a women's panel. We don't want a women's panel. We want women to be included in every panel. You want to talk about people who are writing uh, for hobby publications. We have some of the most significantly talented writers that are women. Look at Erica from Love What You Collect. Suze from, you know, Suze Yangschik. Um, Kayla Collects. They all write. They're beautiful writers. They write things. You want to talk to somebody who is has built a, a, a company from the ground up. Talk to like Sarah Layton. She did it with Rich, just like Jeremy and I have built ours together. You have, you know, breakers, mama breaks, Sarah squirts cards. You have content creators. You have, you know, women are doing all of the same stuff, but we're not included in the conversation in the same meaningful way that men are. And that is, and I've seen it like mint, that was a switch. There was a woman on the majority of every panel. 
And I loved seeing that. It made me feel when I was there, like, here's a, like, here's an, a, a huge show where it's networking and you're seeing women on these big stages being included as if our voices are equally as important, which they are. And that is, I think that's the, the, the takeaway. Women in the hobby, they, Sarah, I have to, Sarah Layton and, uh, from Layton Sports Cards and Ty from Bullpen LA and Julia and all those people that are making that happen with the women in the hobby booth and, and having a space where women can go and just know that like, hey, it's going to be cool if you come here. There's going to be things that are women centric. There's going to be, you're going to feel comfortable. People are going to talk to you like an equal you need that in this space and they're doing the work and it's nice to see like the recognition of that for them. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. You, you name dropped so many great people that I also follow and admire and respect deeply um, within the hobby. And I mean, you, I, you already answered the question that I was going to have, which is how do we make the hobby more inclusive? You just named so many good ways to do it. Um, so maybe, I mean, I don't have to answer the, I don't have to ask the question that you already answered, but so you, you already mentioned what men can do. And I wanted to talk about two things. One, you and I have definitely had a good conversation about that word ally allyship and you said you know you, you don't like it and i'm like well i don't know what to call it like i think i'm an ally i think i'm I, you know like i i have a very like you know our our household is you know i'm okay like i'm confident in my own manhood that i'm okay saying things like the futurist female and dismantle patriarchy and my my <laughs> wife has very much um i think that i was like a like what do you call it like a jughead or you know a, a doofus with with uh, women's rights before we got married it's almost like in spite of all of that, she married me as opposed to because I'm like much more in tune and more secure and more confident with my own manhood that, you know, that we can have this discussion. But I, I mean, I think that when I was younger that I definitely had those problems. But if it's not allyship, like what can I, I don't want it to be performative. I think that I, I think I walk the walk and talk the talk, like when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Um, but Maybe the label itself doesn't matter so much, but do you have a better? I think term? that um, at the end of the day, yeah. uh, if you're just doing, if you're doing the work, if you're, you know, educating yourself, if you're trying to be like a better person in any form, you yeah. don't need it. You don't need a label, right? You okay. don't need a label. Okay. And, and some people do like the word ally. That is my, again, I don't speak yeah. for every woman. I just don't yeah. like the word. And I, when I, when I hear a man call himself an ally, a lot of times I just think like, if you need to label it, like I feel like it does feel to me like it's a performative thing. Like I don't care. Got it. Like, I don't. Okay. If you're like a good guy and you're doing and you're doing a good job. Like I don't need you to say you're an ally. Like I'm gonna know okay. you. You got it. You are. So, <laughs> so I will. I will not use that word. I, I really won't. I'll just. You I'll can. Just... You can. That's your. Again, there's other women that are fine with that. I don't. I'm. We're not a monolith. Women aren't so... a monolith. That is true. And, like and like my, Asian Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, well, I that's my personal opinion. I I find it like if a guy comes up to me, he's like, "Oh, I'm an ally." I immediately think that he's probably a, a douchebag. That's my personal thing. So, so <laughs> let's talk about another label, which is white knighting, which is where it's kind of like ally, but like, oh, here comes the man to help the the damsel in distress, whatever. First of all, I'm not all social media stuff. I don't think True. here's the thing. I put very so little stock in that kind of stuff. Um, what you do as a person is what you mm -hmm. do as a person. Like either you're a good person or you're not, you know, you're, if you're a good person or not. And I think people like if you're defending someone and someone comes in and calls you a white knight, that says more about them than it does mm -hmm. about you. Okay. And I don't care. Like I like I never look at that kind of stuff. I, I'm a bad person to talk to about this because I just don't think any of that kind of stuff matters. I think it's all internet nonsense. <laughs> it's gotcha. not real. <laughs> so well, to the people who think that I white knight, I, I gotta say I'm I'm Asian, so I'm I, I can't be a white knight, maybe <laughs> Asian knight. Um, but here's the thing, right? I mean, there is a thing called virtue signaling, um, which is like the whole you know, white knight or the, the ally stuff, but let's, I don't want to make this about me and my post, but you brought up that, you know, there was this post that I made 
Um, before I had Blake Rice on a, a kid in the hobby, I had a post about kids in the hobby and like, let's talk about it because I wanted to kind of like hear other people's opinions. I didn't want to just come in saying, I know everything. I'm going to talk to someone who knows everything and we're going to just figure it all out. Um, I wanted to bring that up and learn. And today, uh, yes, I put up a post about women in the hobby, about how we can make it a more inclusive space. And uh, I think I shot myself in the foot because I ended up eventually tagging some people I should not have in terms of like, I shouldn't, you and I've talked about how some women don't like to be brought up in the conversation or tagged because it's like bringing up the trauma of being a woman in the hobby and like being singled out. So I do apologize for the people I tagged. I won't mention them here, but I've already reached out and I apologize. I also did the really dumb thing of tagging uh, like fanatics and Michael Rubin, and Mike Mahan, because there was such a good comment by one uh, woman in the hobby where I was like, they need to see this because it's so good. But then I'm like, Wow, they're gonna see all this back and forth that I had to, with some other with one other individual, and it was only one. It wasn't like multiple, but like it was just so it wasn't good because I got you know when you wrestle with a pig, you get thirty two type of thing. But I think with allyship, but because I don't want it to be performative, like I just got so riled up because I wanted to help. But of course, you it's the internet. You're not going to change people's minds. Um, I think that's why we need to see each other more in person. There's some things that people say online that you would never say to someone in their face, especially if they were like in your social circles. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm dancing around it, but I, I did want to say like, I made the post because one, I wanted to get the, I wanted to get into you know, I, I wanted like almost in a way like research for today, right? Like I wanted to like get a a beat or a pulse on the hobby from my community community. And um, there were some really good comments in there. I will say that I don't want to just focus on negative because I'm not that type of person, but there were some really good comments in there. And um, was I, I mean, I don't think I was wrong for posting. Was I like, I mean, that's the thing. Like it, I, so people were saying you, you posted it because you were being performative. I'm like, I genuinely want to learn. If you want to learn having conversations with women is the way to learn when you post things that are clickbaity like mm. that. And and I and I'm saying I don't, I'm not saying that was your intention or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But if like if you have I mean, full blatant transparency when people post stuff like that, I think yeah. that they're like trauma farming. <laughs> you know, I you're see. like you're trying, you're trying yes. to get people upset, you're trying you're trying to get people to have these conversations in your thread to garner attention on your page, which you know, fine, that's fine. But then it that's how it comes off. And if that's not what you mm. meant to be, yeah. that's that's what it looks like. And I can see why women would find that like that, that makes you seem like you're not the person that you're saying you are, because I if gotcha. you want to understand and you want to make change, it isn't making posts about it and getting everybody riled up in the comment section to boost your algorithm. It's mm -hmm. like doing the work. It's having conversations privately with women or seeing something that happened and have a conversation with another man about why his, his comments were bad and not allowing traumatic awful posts mm -hmm. and comments to stay on your page where you tagged women and now they're going to read those comments right because that is harmful Th like no, is, i don't want to yeah. be tagged in a post where a bunch of men are saying terrible disgusting things about true. women true i mean this is why you you are a really good friend and hobby you you keep me honest you you're you're calling it like how it is but in a respectful way um, I see that perspective now and I'm, I'm learning, right? I mean, I'm learning as a content creator. I didn't think that I was trying to chase the algorithm. Um, I very much think that I just post things that come through my mind, like, and maybe I'm just silly and dumb sometimes, which I, I very much admit, but when it comes to the prior post about kids in the hobby, it was like, that was not trauma for me. That was not bad. It's almost like we were all kids at one point. So it was okay to ask that question. Do we need, uh, you know, should, should we have more kids in the hobby? And people were like totally fine having a great conversation about that. And then this one, it was almost like, you know, there were some people, I guess, who are threatened by femininity and their own man masculinity, right? So threatened by, it's just, they don't want to accept that it happens. People want sunshine and rainbows. This is again, it's a form of escapism. Mm. They don't want to have the hard conversations because they want to come here and enjoy themselves. And I understand that. I really, truly do. And and like mm. having these conversations isn't for everyone. Yeah. And that's fine. Like if you want to come in here, buy cards, and then leave, you should do that. Yeah. It isn't. Not everything is should has to be um, a revolution. 
I don't even look at it as a revolution for me. This is something that I enjoy to do. And if people want to ask me about my experience in it, I will have that conversation. But um, I'm going to be honest, you know, you see people that are like, oh, everything's great. And it is for the like the majority of the time. It's really a wonderful space. And I know so many wonderful people. And my very best friends that I talk to every day are from this space. And I have a net positive experience here. But I understand that that is not the experience for everyone. There are people that I am more privileged than that have had worse experiences here than I could even imagine. And I, I don't get to be the voice of those people. And I'm not going to make posts trying to garner these horrible conversations on my page and then tag them in it where they have to experience it. So these are, these are like, it's hard to make change when it's hard to discuss the change that needs to be made because it is uncomfortable. Um, so, and it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a catch 22 because you want to, you want to have these conversations, you want to make the change, but you also don't want to force anyone into having a conversation that they don't feel comfortable with. And like you said, you like, like acknowledging that you made the mistake by tagging people that that's, I screwed up. Yeah, yeah you, you can't, you just can't do that. Like if you, if they want to have, if they want to get in there, like there are women who mm-hmm. will always have this conversation. They will always get in there and be like, this is what needs to be done. Yeah. I don't even always like to do that because it's, 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 it's exhausting. It is yeah. emotional labor. And there are people out there that they're just not going to change their mind. We've had this conversation. There's yeah. no point in expending that kind of labor and, and time and energy and upset for yourself on somebody who has no interest in changing. And um, it's not worth it to me. And I, I want to come into this space and enjoy myself and have fun. And I overwhelmingly do. So when we have these conversations, it's hard because you want to have the conversation, but you also don't want to come off as like, I hate it here because then why are you here? You know? So it's, it's, it's both. And I, I mean, I appreciate this conversation. I like appreciate Mm -hmm. you taking the criticism because it's hard to have someone criticize what you did, especially if you really meant it with good intentions. Mm -hmm. Um, But my mom always tells me the path to hell is paved in good intentions. (laughs) Well, I'm going to out myself and say something that um, I I don't, I mean, I think I did apologize to you. If I didn't, I I apologize for not apologizing, but (laughs) very much when you first called me out privately not not in my posts but like in a separate dm when you're like i don't like the word allyship and you know performative and this and that i i my walls immediately went up and i was like i who, no one can tell me what to do this is my content and i'm gonna be i'm a big boy and you know courtney who's not, not that it's because you're a woman in the hobby but like who, who is she to tell me what i can and cannot say and i realized with time because time heals all wounds and is is is, 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 is wounded you <laughs> time time is a great teacher but i was like okay i'm being very stubborn i have sometimes a tendency to do that i need to walk that back try to see it from the other perspective and then i was like okay she's telling me she's telling me exactly what i need to hear or what i should hear especially if i'm quote unquote an ally like what what i'm going to be like that is a true white knight. It's someone who tries to speak for, you know, the damsel in distress, but then when the damsel in distress, like, uh, says, you know, I'm good, or I can, you know, kung fu fight all these people like, uh, like in Shrek, it's like, no, 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 no. Um, I I don't want to hear what you have to say, right? No, that's, that's actual, like, white knighting for for a better example. But I was like, okay, she's telling me exactly what I need to hear. I need to call this back. I need to take a step back. And of course, I talked to my wife about it. And she's like, you got to, go apologize so i think i tail between my legs to you um but you know i i learned from that um i guess i didn't learn too much because i posted this in in anticipation of today's topic but i will say i mean hopefully people from this point forward after hearing this podcast and i hope people have learned from this um very insightful awesome podcast uh podcast episode but hold me accountable everyone here if you see me post something like that again in the future remind me that I said that I wouldn't do this again. So <laughs> that's me trying to grow um, as a content creator. Again, this is kind of all about content creation is I, uh, if other people do it, like I, you know, it's not like everyone's going to listen to this and now it is rule of the, you know, law of the land. No one can post about, you know, uh, trauma farming or like, you know, for algorithm chasing, but I will tell you Courtney and everyone who is listening to this to please hold me accountable 
I will not be making any posts about like, you know, like virtue signaling, white knighting when it comes to, I mean, let's call it not just women in the hobby, but like race. Um, I mean, I, maybe that's, that's maybe an argument to be made, maybe not even for like Asian Americans, but um, yeah, I, I'm going to do, I'm going to do not just less of that, but I'm, I'm going to put that to a kibosh. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Again, there might be other women who are like, we need to have these conversations. I just think that there's a way to do it that doesn't, I don't I think that you, it, it's more like uplifting women's voices when they're talking about it than, mm -hmm. than centering your own voice, I guess, is sort of what I would do, you know, if, if I were out there doing it that way. Yeah. Well, I, I got to figure out whether I even clip this stuff, right? I mean, do I just have people come and listen to it and just digest it? Or do I, is even clipping what we're talking about more? Well, I mean, it's my voice, so I don't mind. If you That's true. It. Yeah. You none of, yes. <laughs> none of my clips will have me talking. It'll be all your quotes. Absolutely. And, and uh, of course, for just... Instagram Reels, we have to put it under 90 seconds, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, you never know. You put stuff out and people either like love it or they hate it. I have, you know, you, you get, you, you get really wrapped up in like, did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? And I mean, I mean it with like content when you're putting out stuff about cards, when we're, when Jeremy and I talk about what we're doing with cards, like aside from social issues, because everything in the world can be a social issue. I'm a collector. And so when I post, we post videos about like, we bought this card and I, I, and then people message me and they're like, Oh, I saw you bought that card. I bought it too. And then I, I'm like, I don't want people doing what I'm doing just cause I'm doing it. I'm just sharing what we're doing. So it's hard because you feel like you, you, I would, I don't call myself, I don't think I'm an influencer. I'm just a person. But when you share your journey and people relate to that and then they, you know, look up to you, which I don't know why, because I'm an idiot. Like, stop listening to me. Don't do what I do. Like, we make mistakes. All the if you watch my YouTube videos, it's like 99%. Like, this was dumb. Why did we do this? So I think that it's, you know, you have a responsibility if you choose to put out content to do it responsibly. And that is what it is. Like, if you're going to make content and you're going to be out there and you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to say things, you need to be able to back it up. You need mm -hmm. to be the kind of person that is like, you know, you, you, you can't spend like the next year walking back everything you said, um, because you said it and you, you haven't, you have an impact on people and I, you know, big and small ways like you have an impact on people, you know, in person and in real life. And then when you put yourself out there, you have an impact on people on the internet and this hobby is something where there's people that are listening. So be careful what you say. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Yes. And I am taking, I am definitely going to take that to heart. Um, I think when I like literally had like, you know, 200 followers and I was really new, like I was like, you can say anything you want because no one's listening, really. I mean, you're just such a small voice and my voice is getting bigger and bigger. And by no means am I saying that I'm even in, like the top, I don't know, like 20 or 30 hobby podcasts because I'm just starting off everything new. But um, we're, I'm gaining acceleration. Uh, I think I have good momentum going international. And I know there are some things that I just cannot say or do. Not that I would want to, but like. There are just some things that I just can't do anymore because it's going to just like I I feel like I do have some modicum of responsibility um, to. to... I mean, you still have to be true to yourself because if you're censoring everything you're saying, then you're you're not you're not being authentic either. So right. it's a fine line. You have to like Jeremy and I are like if you watch any of our stuff and then you meet us in person, we are the mm -hmm. exact people. Right. We, are, we are, we put the real, and I think that's it. You know, if you're out there and you're being your real self, mm -hmm. if you're going to make content, be who you really are. Don't, don't try to like cultivate some character because, mm -hmm. you know, it might work for a while, but people are going to see through that and then they're going to not like you. They're going to, you know. It, it's possible that you're my last guest when it comes to the content creation chapter, because um, I'm, I'm trying to figure all that out right now, but I actually want to talk about that because I don't think I got to talk about that with Dr. Collectible and Blake Grice. But when it comes to the authentic self, I think that I'm authentically like I'm not going to make a joke about mental disorders, but I have multiple sides to me, multiple personalities. Like I have my my fun side. I have my, you know, um, very deep uh, empathetic side. I have the the, you know, the the nostalgic romantic in me. I have the 
the the the person who's very analytical and overanalyzes like so there's a bunch of, and when people see my feed or my my content i don't make it easy i really don't it's it's almost like watching multiple different types of creators and i myself like look at my feed and i'm like there's some people's feed it's like the same background same thing same thing and i right that's ours yeah but like that's but that's i feel like i'm authentically every person is like you've talked about shrek earlier where humans are like onions we have layers oh nice (laughs) you see how i brought it back no you like i am a i'm a collector i am a mother i'm a wife i'm a business owner i am you know I'm a lot of things. I'm not just one thing and nobody, no person is one thing. So my collecting and, and then on top of that, the longer you've been in a space and the more knowledge you gain that you evolve as, as a person and as a collector and your journey, like that's, I think that's what it is with us. Jeremy and I have just, we've just shared our journey from like when we decided to put it out there, you know, we went from being like people who, I didn't do the research. I bought cards because I thought they were cool. I liked the, like our collection. I have like an 85 Bears collection and we've collected like every Bulls rookie ever because, and Jeremy loves the Cubs. So we have like, actually we don't do memorabilia, but we have Cubs and Bulls memorabilia. And actually I just picked up some Bears memorabilia this year. <laughs> I'm not a memorabilia person, but like it, we've expanded into some things. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, that's natural progression. And if you're like being your real self and you're just sharing your journey, Jeremy and I are like, we just like, Hey, this is what we're doing this week. Or, Oh, you know, we bought all this stuff, but <laughs> I don't know why we bought it. It just looked cool. And you know, it's, it's, we went from having like very little knowledge in the space other than like, we just bought stuff we liked to like, Hey, this brand and this product is more valuable. If you're going to sell it than this brand and this product. And if you're going to, you know, you're going to chase after a, a bulls rookie, these are the ones that you're going to want to chase because these are the, like the most collectible of the products. And mm-hmm. we, you know, I didn't know that like my, my Mike Singletary card, I, it's worth nothing, but it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I buy Justin Fields cards now and because I'm a Bears fan and I know which ones to buy that are more valuable and more like that are going to, you know, if he does what we hope he's going to do, which I'm a Bears fan. So I'm like endlessly hopeful and then mm-hmm. constantly just, 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 <laughs> um, but you know, like there's, there's knowing and then there's, understanding you know i know that i like cards i understand now more of what i need to do and if i ever think that i am the smartest person in the room then i i like leave that room because i don't i don't i have you know i talk to i have so many good friends that i can lean on in this space that know so much more than i do i I swear to god i was talking to christina from card letter today and i'm and she is so she's like brilliant and anytime that i have a question I know that I, like, I'll just shoot her a DM and she'll answer me. And it's it's nice to have people that know more than you. And if you're the one out there putting out the content and you're bringing people on who, you know, know more than you about a topic, then, you know, that's that's the best you can do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just sitting there talking into the, the vacuum of your own thought process all the time. Absolutely. I think that's what I've said, I think, in one of my very earliest episodes, which was what makes me wholly unqualified to have this podcast is what I think makes me eminently qualified to have this podcast, because I'm going to come at it with a lot of curiosity and, you know, just like not intrigue. Oh, my gosh, I'm losing my brain right now. But I'm coming at it with just a lens of let's, you know, like let's slow it down. Let's talk about this some more. I want to know more about that. But you uh, really, I mean, there are several times here where I had these follow-up questions and you just already started answering things because you're you're just very informative. You're emotive. You are, like you said, all the things that you are, all the hats you wear. Um, I said this to Blake and I'll say it to you, I, I want to be Courtney when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Blake when I grow up. That kid, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't like- wait for you to listen to that because I, at the time of this recording, I have not published that one out uh, because I'm still, I'm a, uh, I'm in a very lucky place that folks are actually willing to come on to a startup podcast 
to share their stories and for someone like you with the I mean, you you really and maybe this is a great way to just kind of end it. But again, I started off saying you you gave me the time of day when I was just completely a novice, just wandering in the wilderness. And you're like, hey, like you, you're like, hey, Jeremy, let's help that kid out. <laughs> you know, like oh, he's 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 uh he's starving for knowledge. And so you guys are really helpful. So thank you very, very much uh, for your friendship for everything you do in the hobby, both in the local card scene and also online. Um, you guys are, you know, like I said, your content is informative. We didn't even get to the whole, like, when, when uh, you know, we, we were talking about scams. I, again, I say this to other folks, and I, I say this to you as well. Like, we just need, I just need to have you on again. Um, but, yeah, I just need more women in the hobby to come on uh, just for more perspectives and more stories. So thank you so much any final words that you wanted to say uh you know thanks for having me this was fun i you know it's it's such it's always like a good time to be like in the other chair you know mm. we are always i'm always having to like lead the conversation and and it's fun to just kind of let somebody else do that and you did a great job and it was a good time and even like you keep calling it a startup podcast i think you're doing really well and i don't think uh it's going anywhere so i'm happy for you um Sorry, I got so preachy, and I hope everybody listened to the end because <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I try really hard to, you know, I just I want people to listen and to understand, yeah. and I hope that like we, you know, we had a good time, and yeah, collecting is where it's at. So if you're not collecting, first of all, it's weird that you're listening to this podcast, but also cool, wild, and yeah, yeah like awesome that you found this like so really cool that you're listening to hobby content if you don't collect you're cool i mean person. i think someone <laughs> is a huge hunter s thompson fan who thinks this is about like poker like cards poker cards <laughs> he's like this is the weirdest poker podcast about <laughs> literary uh authors who are passed away no um you you have been excellent you you are uh again just uh you you definitely led the conversation here at times. Like you you know you you can't take the podcast host out of uh, out of yourself. Um, I think that's just natural. It comes you know you also have an inquisitive mind. So um, I think it's a good time to end. Uh, I don't really have great endings for my episodes. I just kind of like just say goodbye. But um, oh, you know what? A great way to say goodbye. And I don't have all the sayings and all the languages, but. Like people from Australia, Estonia, Switzerland, like, again, maybe it's just one person. But the fact that people in complete other opposite ends of the world are listening to this, like, thank you for listening. Uh, maybe in a future episode, I'll figure out how to say goodbye and all those. But I do know Auf Wiedersehen in German. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> thank you, Courtney. You said it without me even have to say it, uh, for, <laughs> to ask you to say it. So Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> everyone and have a wonderful rest of your day thank you courtney all right bye thanks for listening to the 27th episode of the car diary by hobby s thompson you can find me on instagram at denny underscore cards please dm me or comment on the clipped reels i make for this show if you like it or at the very least would love it if you could leave a rating and review so that others can find out about this podcast. Um, feel free to tell a friend. That would be awesome. And we are getting closer and closer to 1,000 plays across all episodes. And as for the next episode, I got to say, I have a lot of ideas and um, people I could have on the pod. I'm just really trying to sort it all out. But I assure you, um, I'm really hopeful that you will be learning along with me with some amazing connections I made with uh, amazing folks in the hobby. So until then, uh, what did I write here? My listeners in Australia. Hooroo!